The following program is an exclusive sports presentation of News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Two minutes to go. Illinois 71, Michigan State 68. Out top is Io. Long, long three. Got another one. He got another one. Timeout, Michigan State. Fighting Illini game day is on the air. The countdown to tip off is underway with the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. Your first look and in depth preview of today's contest here on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5, the flagship home for fighting Illini basketball. Right wing, Kipper cuts to the lane. Down low, Kofi! What a slam dunk! And there's the high-low and the feet of the big seven-footer. Williams to Georgie at the free-throw line, drive. Down the lane, and slams it in! Three, gonna have to shoot it with two, a long, long three! Oh, he got it! He got it! Now from courtside at the State Farm Center on the campus of the University of Illinois, here's your host, Scott Beatty. And a pleasant good evening, everybody. It's Sunday night Big Ten basketball here at the State Farm Center. I'm Scott Beatty alongside Lauren Tate. Tonight, the Illini continue on a stretch of games, four of them in ten days. It's the second as the Illini take on the Purdue Boilermakers, a great rivalry in the Big Ten. Both teams are 9-5, Purdue in conference 2-1. The Illini in conference are 1-2. Illinois coming off the loss to Michigan State at the Breslin Center on this past, uh, let's see, past Thursday. It was a loss 76-56 on a very cold shooting night for the Illini up at the Breslin Center when they shot just 3 of 28 from beyond the arc and matched a season low in points. Purdue, a strong team as always, coming off a win at Minnesota, against Minnesota in overtime, double overtime, 83-78 the final. And their other Big Ten wins, uh, one against Northwestern. They beat Northwestern and the... Uh, Let's see, I'm lost here, but they've had another Big Ten game as well. <laughs> there you go. Anyway, Lauren Tate, uh, I, with the way things are going this year in in conference play, hate to put the label on must win because there's a lot of season left, but it feels like well, you got to win at home. Gotta, you got to win, win home. And then, by the way, they, they beat Northwestern and Minnesota at home, uh, did Purdue, and they lost at Nebraska. So this they've kind of gone the way the Big Ten has gone, with mostly home wins, you know, with the exception of Michigan State, which is out on top of everybody, but and beat Michigan today and, and very decisively at home. I don't know why they get so many home games, but they had two in a row. But uh, did Michigan State with Illinois and Michigan, two of their opponents that they want to beat. Uh, Purdue has, has got an amazing stretch of consistent basketball for decades. Mm-hmm. I, I told you before we came on the air, I've, I've been here since 1966. We lost 13 in a row with Harry Combs, uh, Harv Schmidt, and Bartow. Those three coaches we lost 13 in a row. Then we had a, a, a nine-game losing streak. And then we had a, a, a Cardinal never beat them. <laughs> I think that was eight. So we, uh, my record against them is 35 wins and 62 losses <laughs> in all these years in the, since I came here in 1966. I mean, I'm just used to them being really good all the time, and I can't explain why they're so good because you'd think Indiana would take the better players out of the state of Indiana. 
Exactly right. I mean, they're not that far apart from each other. And, of course, these two schools are pretty close to each other as well. And Illinois will make the return trip to Mackey. Always a tough environment on January 21st. So that's a quick turnaround as well. Illinois has to put the ball in the hoop today for, for them to have a chance because right now you see teams starting to sag back on defense, daring the aligner to shoot. It's the three-point era, so you better be able to make three-pointers. It's funny because uh, the center has become so less important in, at the NBA level. It's not really true in the, in the Big Ten. As we see... Uh, uh, there are some really good centers in the Big Ten. Tillman's a really good player for Michigan State. We've seen that. Garza, you saw. Teske's good for Michigan. Uh, so there, there are good centers, but you still have to hit those outside shots. There's only two important shots in the game, and that's the three-point shot and the dunk. I mean, everything <laughs> in between, you know, nobody works on the 15-foot jumper anymore. Except at the free throw line, which you got to yep. hit that as well. Well, that's true. Be interesting to see how Kofi Coburn and Matt Harms from Purdue matchup. Matt Harms refers to Kofi as Shorty because Harms is seven foot three yep. and comes off the bench but is still the leading scorer. Well, I, I made the, the comment the other day that no team goes to the center consistently the way Purdue has done over the years. They had Jawan Johnson back in the time when they had Etwan Moore and Hummel. Then they had uh, A.J. Hammonds for four years, and then they, and he was an Indiana guy. I think he was from Gary. Then they had Isaac Haas, who was a monster. Then they had Caleb Swanson, Swanigan, mm -hmm. and now they've got this guy. And, and of course, they're, they're playing uh, uh, Williams along with Harms. Uh, and, and so they got a kind of a one-two punch there. And, and uh, I, I don't, sometimes they play them both together. Trevion Williams is at 9.7 points per game, 7.1 rebounds. Purdue just really spreads things around in terms of their production and their scoring and their rebounding. They do, but they start the ball in the post. And it's okay to pass it back out because usually when you throw it in the post, somebody sags and you, you got somebody open on the perimeter. So they, I know that at one time, Painter had a rule where he insisted that they, every time down, they at least touch the center one time, touch the ball with the center at least one time. Now that might have been a couple years ago. I know if you had Swanigan, you definitely wanted him to touch it. Uh, but uh, Harms, Harms is uh, having a good year. Now, he missed two ball games with a really bad fall. I saw the fall, uh, you know, and when he hit on his back and had a concussion, and he was out for a couple games, but he's okay now. We're off and running. It's the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show. See the folks at Rudy Wealth Management for all of your retirement planning and investment needs. Rudy Wealth Management voted number one in the People's Choice Awards. We'll have more as we get ready here for Illinois and Purdue. Keys to the game in a little bit. Also, the coach's corner is Brian Barnard talks with Stephen Gentry. That's coming up here on Fighting Illini Game Day. It's Fighting Illini Game Day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Now with more, here's Scott Beatty. Courtside, State Farm Center, Illinois, and Purdue tonight. It's a 7 o'clock tip-off. Glad to be with you. And we'll have our Fasteners Etc. postgame show afterward as well. Lauren Tate alongside. We were just talking about the three-pointer. Illinois very cold shooting against the Michigan State Spartans the other night. And Brad Underwood was asked just in general his thoughts about the effect of the three-point line moving back about a foot and a half and whether that's impacted the Illini approach. Our personnel's probably had more to do with our with our approach, but 
uh, as we've seen the the line and the the lack of progress, I guess, or progress throughout the course of a season, I think you're you're. It's fair to say you're probably seeing a player and a half, maybe be covered differently on the defensive end. Uh, you know those guys who were 31, 32 percent last year who you paid attention to are now down, you know, in the mid 20s, and you're probably okay. Go ahead and go ahead and get those off. You know, and then there's that guy that's been 35 or 36. It's down to 31 or 32, and you're paying attention, but you're okay. You know, those are the guys that are. You know, the marginal guys that probably aren't shooting it as well. And, and I think it's affecting the way teams play defensively, there's no doubt. And um, that's what the line was meant to do. You know, we'll grow into into that distance. Uh, everybody talks about that foot and a half or whatever. That's a big big difference for some guys. And, uh, you know, over the course of time, we'll grow into it. But it, but it, there's no doubt it's having some effect. Indeed, the Illini has fallen back in the three-point shooting category this year. As a team, the Illini are at a 29.5% clip. And you really like to see that up in more oh. than a third, you know, more oh. than 33%. Oh, yeah. you got to shoot 35% from three to be for the season. You should if you're a good shooting team. And your best player should be close to 40. Your best player should be around 39, 38, 39. Our best shooter is, is uh, Frazier, and he's around 37. Uh, which is pretty good, but he can't seem to get a good shot. That's his trouble. He's when, So many of his shots are be, way beyond the arc. You know, the best shot on the floor is right here in front of us from the corners because that's a closer shot than from out here. Mm -hmm. It's actually close, and you can't step back and shoot from five feet beyond it because you'd be out of bounds. So yeah. you have to be right on the line when you shoot from there. Whereas over here, you'll see a lot of guys shooting four and five feet Beyond the uh, beyond the arc, and that's a tougher, longer shot. And we were talking about Matt Painter's system, where at least at one point was always asking for the center to have a touch on the ball. Well, it seems yeah. like the Illini offense is do that for Kofi Coburn, uh, but right now teams are starting to wise up on in, in the big time play that you can disrupt Kofi enough, and there's not been another enough other pieces around it to make up for it to balance well, it out. It's the biggest problem is, is the one we had right from the beginning is trying to get Georgie operating in cahoots with Kobe. And he does make some good passes, but it's really affected his offensive game. And as a four, he's not as good a defender either. I mean, he just isn't quick enough. He isn't as quick as some of the players he's going up against at the four. And I don't know what's happened to Felice. Felice. Uh, I thought he was one of the really top guard. I thought he should be starting this year, and he did start at the beginning of the season. But, boy, he's been in a slump, hasn't he? He has. Brad Underwood said he had the flu at the last that ball may game. That So that may have been affecting him. But the strength of this team was supposed to be its guards coming in, and it's turned out to be its center position with Kofi Coburn. But he is still a freshman, and he has a learning curve yet to go through. Yeah, let's, uh, let's look at their, the other team, too. Let's look at Purdue a little bit. They've got a, kind of a rebuilt team this year. Now, they still have Harms at center, and they, and they used Williams, uh, Trevion Williams, with him some last year. But basically, Harms is a guy that's going to be on the low post, and it's going to be a problem for Kofi to deal with him because he is really long, and they like to lob to him. Uh, he's averaging, as you uh, mentioned, 12.1. By the way, he's from the Netherlands. And they've got uh, a young man from Indianapolis, Eric Hunter, who starts every game. He's a, uh, averaging a guard, 6'4". And uh, Jihad Proctor is in his third school. He began at Iona. <laughs> then, he, then he went to High Point, 
and now here he is at Purdue, and he's been a steady scorer. I mean, he was all Big South last year, averaged 17 points a game, so they've bolstered their team with in a lot of different ways and not necessarily with Indiana players. Come back with our keys to the game, fighting Illini game day. It's fighting Illini game day. The Rudy Wealth Management pregame show continues on News Talk 1400 and Light Rock 97.5. Here again, Scott Beatty. And before we get to our keys to the game, let's hear what Brad Underwood has to say about these Purdue Boilermakers tonight's opponents. They're one of the top defensive teams, uh, not only in our conference, but in the country. Obviously, a team that has some new roles, losing Carson Edwards and Klein and and uh, some of the best players in that school's history. So a little more inside-oriented team. Uh, it's been interesting and fun to watch Matt Harms. Uh, saw him in high school a lot, and to see his growth and development. A guy had 26 the other night, now he's a junior. But uh, obviously, got some. Um, he's got size at 7'3". Uh, Williams has, um, has become extremely effective. Uh, and then, uh, you know, they're getting really, really good guard play, and, and uh, uh, Stefanovic is one of the elite shooters. Got a great opportunity, a great challenge, and we'll have our hands full, that's for sure. All right, that's Brad Underwood's thoughts on these Purdue Boilermakers. First of two games that these two teams will have in the regular season. Lauren Tate, let's do our keys to the game. Brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Champagne, the unlimited value of the right team. One banking expert steers you in the right direction. A whole team takes you to your destination. Hickory Point Bank invested. Well, I'll let you have the shooting part. <laughs> I mean, the three for 28 just doesn't work. Three points. you got to hit three pointers. But uh, the, the key defensively is to reach that happy medium between trying to make sure that they just don't go inside all the time to harms, and at the same time, you got to defend the the, the, uh, the arc. Uh, you got a guy like uh, Stepanovich, who's averaging just about 10 points a game, but he's been deadly at home. He hadn't been as good on the road, so I hope that that, that won't happen. But they will shoot the three, and they, and, and they will go inside, and then they'll come back outside. So you got to meet a happy medium in guarding those two things, and you can't let Harms get uh, – if Harms gets the ball in a good position, you could find your Kofi getting in foul trouble again, which he did. He got picked up two fouls in ten minutes at Michigan State, and, and you, you just can't have him getting in foul trouble. I would like to see one of the other guards get going. Io's been very consistent, nor production needed either from uh, Trent Frazier or Andres Felice. And Alan Griffin has been a bright spot. Haven't talked much about him here in this show, but he has definitely provided some production off the bench. We'll see if he continues in that He's role. He's going to get 25 minutes, I bet. Yep, whether he starts or not. All right, those are our keys to the game. Coach's Corner in a moment. Fighting Illini game day. Big Ten basketball tonight from the State Farm Center as Illinois hosts the Purdue Boilermakers. The Illini looking to get back to 2-2 two and two in the Big Ten. It's time now for the Coach's Corner here on the Rudy Wealth Management pregame show, and it's brought to you by Hickory Point Bank and Clark Lindsay. Brian Barnhart talks with assistant coach Stephen Gentry, who has the scout tonight for the Illini against the Boilermakers. Coach, good to see you again. Happy New Year. Good to be home again, for sure. It is, yeah. Happy holidays to you. Yeah, it's, it's exciting to be back here in State Farm tonight. Yeah, well, against a good team, and again, Purdue, I don't know if they're at the level where they were a year ago. That was a fantastic team last year, the Elite Eight team, but uh, tell me about what you're seeing as far as this year as Matt Painter kind of retools a little bit. 
Yeah, I know. I mean, they obviously lost a lot, but they've done an incredible job of retooling, as you, as you said, and, and bringing in Jahad Brockter, um, and then just even within um, developing. I mean, to me, Eric Conner is one of the most improved players in this league. Um, Stefanovic is uh, much improved and, and playing a big, big role. So, um, yeah, they did a good job in recruiting, adding some pieces, but in, um, also just in player development, making those guys better. Seems like uh, those trademarks of Matt Painter teams, they play great defense. Uh, but they also have a couple of guys, one or two, that can really stroke it. I know they've been struggling a little bit this year to get that going, but lately it seems like they're coming on. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's a big discrepancy um, in their shooting in terms of, of, of home in a way. Um, we're not necessarily banking on, on that, but, um, but, yeah, I know they've got several guys that can fill it up. I mean, Eric Conner can shoot, Stefanovic can shoot. Um, they got some guys off the bench that can, can fill it up as well. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the first thing you notice when you start watching the film is just how good they are defensively. It's really, really solid, and um, the numbers are currently top ten in the country. Yeah, that's the way they, they do it. And, and I know uh, coming in, you mentioned uh, Proctor from High Point. Uh, it's an interesting story with him, I guess. How does he wind up at Purdue? Yeah, and I think, uh, you know, just through a grad transfer. Um, and I think they did a good job of, of – you know, these grad transfers, I think you've got to really pick the right ones um, that fit uh, not only how you play, but also um, your culture. And from the outside looking in, it seems like it's a great fit with him, and they've really plugged him in. Um, you know, he was their leading scorer for a long, long period there. Now he's their second leading scorer. And, yeah, he's a nice player. He's really, really good in the mid-range area um, and finishing around the basket as well. Let's go to the middle with Harms at 7-3. I saw a broom out there. Uh, he's stretching a broom out to try to, I mean, he's got pretty good reach, right? He does. I mean, I think he has like literally eight feet uh, wingspan. And, um, yeah, he's got great, great length, and he uses it really well in terms of um, on the defensive end, affecting shots, uh, blocking shots. And then on the offensive end, um, using that on the glass. But probably, I mean, he, he tips out more balls than probably any player I've seen and keeps balls alive. Um, so that will be a big focal point for us in terms of, yeah, was blocking him out, but then our guards going down there and helping on the glass. Big men always come along a little slower, it seems. If you, as you've watched Harms develop from year to year, are you kind of seeing him filling into the role that he's having now? Uh, I mean, I remember seeing him in high school, mm-hmm. um, but having now just been in the league, just this is my first year. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's definitely made a big, big jump from when I last saw him in high school. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, it's a credit to their staff. I mean, they do a really good job with player development and getting those guys better. Yeah. And he's a little different. We had Isaac Haas in here for a while. He was just a mountain of a man. Uh, Harms is a big guy, but he's a little more mobile, right? Yeah, he's very, very mobile. Um, uh, they, they're actually using him out on the perimeter uh, much more than they did last year in terms of setting ball screens, handing off the ball. Um, and he's shooting it much better from three. I mean, he's 7 of 19 from three on the year. And, I mean, all of last year he took only 25. Um, so, yeah, he seems much more comfortable out on the perimeter. And then with the, uh, you know, productivity of Williams down there, down low, and then playing together, um, I think that's kind of pushed him out to the perimeter a little bit more than usual as well. All right, we'll take a break. Back with Coach Gentry here in a moment as we continue on the Coach's Corner. It's Illinois basketball here tonight against the Purdue Boilermakers. You mentioned Williams before the break. Uh, give me a little more about him. Yeah, uh, he, he's a load down there. Um, he's a really, really good back-to-the-basket scorer. Um, he's got great physicality. He does a great job of posting up really deep um, and sealing for angles. And um, so that helps him get a lot of easy baskets and get to the free throw line. And, you know, he's only playing about 19 minutes a game. I think, you know, foul trouble and conditioning play a factor in that. But he's ultra-productive, um, you know, in those minutes. And then just like Arms, I mean, he's – 
he's a load on the glass. I mean, he's a physical, physical offensive rebounder. He's top 15 in the country in offensive rebound percentage. So um, it's going to be a big challenge for us uh, down there in the paint in terms of post defense and keeping him off the glass. Talk to me about Nogel Eastern. He was a uh, first-team preseason All-Big Ten. He's not scoring at a high rate, but I guess defensively, is that where he hangs his hat? Yeah, he's a big-time defender, and um, I think probably the, the best thing he does defensively is he can guard multiple positions. Um, they move him around uh, quite a bit, playing one through four, and he can guard one through four. Um, he just really, really sits down and guards. He's got great athleticism and length, and he's, yeah, he's been kind of in and out of the lineup. Um, but, um, yeah, heck of an athlete, really aggressive in transition, driving the ball, and another guy on the glass that we'll have to be uh, accounted for. Tell me about Hunter also, his shooting ability outside. Yeah, I mean, he's much improved. I mean, if you look at his numbers, I mean, last year he's averaging like two and a half points a game, and now, you know, I think he's around the 11 uh, mark. But he's a really, really good spot-up three-point shooter, uh, especially in transition. Um, you know, Purdue's kind of a slower tempo team. They don't really attack that much in transition, but when they do, they do a really good job of finding him uh, for spot up threes. And um, he kind of runs the show too. I mean, he plays the point quite a bit. And um, yeah, he's, he's a dual threat point guard for sure. Back to uh, Michigan State's, uh, the game that we had with them. Uh, I know Coach talked afterwards about we had the looks we wanted. Uh, just didn't go down for some reason. Yeah, I mean, you kind of go back and grade that film, and I mean, I think you're always you know hard on your, yourself first. But uh, yeah, those 28 threes, I and mean, we graded out that 22 of them were, were good looks, um, shots within our offense um, at the pace that we wanted them, and by the guys we wanted to take them, and they just uh, they just didn't go down that night. And um, hey, you're going to have nights like that. Um, we're probably going to have one or more two of those. Uh, <laughs> So you got to find other ways to score. Hey, get to the free throw line, offensive rebound, get out in transition, and uh, look to get some easy ones to where you're not dependent on having to even maybe shoot even 28. Um, but hey, teams are going to keep guarding us like this, where they're loading up the paint and uh, you know forcing our guards to make perimeter shots. Well, you know this, the great coaching in this league, teams adjust as you go on. They're going to they're not going to let you do what you want to do. So you got to come up with something else or or wrinkles on what you do do, I guess. Right? Yeah, and if you look at our numbers, I mean, we're one of the top two-point field goal percentage teams in the entire country, um, you know, but right now, um, you know, one of the worst three-point shooting. So, yeah, other teams see that, see those numbers and see those analytics. And, um, yeah, we've got to adjust. We've got to improve, and we've been spending a lot of time shooting uh, here over Christmas break because we don't have any time limitations. And, uh, uh, yeah, so, well, hey, we're, we're, our guys, they're confident in their shots. They, they trust the offense. They know they're going to get good looks, and now they just got to step into them and knock them down. Yeah, I know Trench's proven he can done it, did it before a couple of years ago, especially. Uh, Allen, the, the way he's playing right now, I mean, you guys got to be really proud of his what he's doing. Yeah, I just think with the uh, the energy and swagger uh, that he brings off the bench, I mean, it's like a jolt of energy um, on, on both ends. And yeah, a guy that can knock down shots he's a really really good offensive rebounder just because he goes every single time and um, with more and more experience here on the defensive end he's, he's figuring things out and uh, but more it's just how hard he's playing and, and that life and energy that he's uh, he's bringing to our team hey coach good to visit again we'll see you soon good luck all right sounds good thank right. you Thanks, Brian, and assistant coach Stephen Gentry. There's more to come from the State Farm Center in just a moment as we make our way towards a 7 o'clock tip-off between the Illini and the Boilermakers. I'm Scott Beatty. I'm back with you after the ball game, along with Trent Meacham and Evan Kahn for the Fasteners Etc. post-game show. As always, we welcome your calls on the PNC Bank fan line and your texts on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. 